Hello and welcome to the Gimme More Gingy podcast. I'm your host, Gingy, and I've always lived my life outside of the social norms. With that being said, here I will share unmasked stories of my own as we explore ideas surrounding wellness, personal development, spirituality, sexuality, and so much more. All aimed at the objective in helping you align and honor your authentic self to explore different viewpoints and most importantly, to continue growing together. Are we live? Yes, we are live. Hello, hello. It is your girl, Gingy, and welcome back to another episode of Gimme More Gingy. Today is Thanksgiving, so first, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you are able to enjoy this time with friends and family, and of course, eat some yummy foods. With today being Thanksgiving, I want to take a moment to be present. Acknowledge what you're currently doing. What do you see? What do you hear? Besides, of course, my beautiful voice. What do you feel? Are the clothes you're wearing soft? What can you taste? What can you smell? Now that you're fully present, let's take a moment together and think about all the wonderful things we are thankful for. For myself, I am extremely thankful for you. I am thankful for the time that we get to share together, and I am thankful for your support. Just remember, there is always something to be thankful for, and it is so important to take a moment each and every day to think of the things and people that you are thankful for. I am sending you so much love and positivity, and please send me a DM on Instagram at gimmemoregenji telling me something that you are thankful for. I love hearing from you. Now, for this week's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with my good friend Avalon, who also competed in bikini bodybuilding competitions, which is actually how we met. During her career, she competed in eight shows. I know, absolutely crazy. But as you can probably imagine, she learned a lot and is ready to share it all. Within this episode, we discuss how she got introduced to the competitive bodybuilding world, the reality of what a show day is like, the ups and downs she endured, the financial side of competing, and so much more. So let's hop into it and allow Avalon to share all there is to know about competing in bikini bodybuilding shows. First, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I really, really, really appreciate this because I thought it would be so beneficial for my audience to kind of get the inside glimpse about what it's like to actually compete. Yeah. So before we get started, though, I want to talk about, do you remember the first time we met? Yes, it was at like a Christmas party or oh, something. Oh, you do remember? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I have to tell the story because... Oh, so, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so when I first got into the bodybuilding industry, Avalon had... Uh, your, your following was probably like, what, 5,000? I, I have no idea, honestly. Okay. Okay. But to me, it was a big deal. And because you had... Uh, done a photo shoot with Sweet Sweat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought sh- she was a queen. She was, you know, uh, did photo shoots, and I was such in infatuation with you. And I was so nervous to say something, but we had a mutual friend, mm-hmm. and that is how we met. And I was just so excited to meet you that day. And then ever since, I realized that you lived were in the same city that yeah. I lived in. And so we started working out, and that is where our friendship has grown and blossomed. And I absolutely love it. But so to just jump right on in, mm-hmm. First, who are you? Give me a little background about who you are, and then we'll get going with the questions. 
Well, I'm Avalon. I mean, we've known each other for, I think, 2016, right? Was the year we met? Maybe 2015? I don't know. It's been, know. A, it's been it's, a while. Yeah, it's been at least six years. But um, gosh, I work in the mortgage industry, as you know, for the past six years. I actually started around the time I had my first competition. Um, and I used to live out here in Vegas, but I moved to the LA area, I think, gosh, at the beginning of this year. And I've been living out there ever since. And it's been good. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pregnant now. So that also, I feel like I'm sure I'll talk about that at some point with how it's affected my working out. But I mean, yeah, that's that's basically me. <laughs> and I moved here because of you. Yeah, she actually did. <laughs> and then, and you then I left. <laughs> yeah. But right. aren't you glad you moved out here? <laughs> I mean, it has its ups and downs. It has yeah. its pros and cons. I, I do enjoy living here for a lot of reasons, but I definitely miss California. Yeah. So we'll see what the future holds. But so we met in our bodybuilding era chapter of yes. our lives. And so I'm so curious, how were you introduced to bodybuilding? So I was introduced just by honestly going to the gym and also social media, like Instagram at the time. Okay. Um, I mean, who was it? Like Jessica Arevalo or Avalo. Mm, yes. She was one of the people I followed and I knew I wanted to compete, but it was just one of those things where I just, I don't know if I didn't feel ready enough or what the case was, but, um, yeah, at some point, I think one of my friends that I knew, she was like, I'm going to start competing. And she like announced it on Instagram. I remember she posted a picture of her heels and that for some reason, like that was just sparked me. I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And I reached out to her and she was kind of part of a team. Um, and yeah, she just introduced me to her coach and her team. And that's when I started, honestly, it was like the spring, I think of 2016, but Okay, cool. Yeah. And so so you found out about bodybuilding online, social media, yeah. but you mentioned that you were already previously working out. Yeah. So has the gym always been a part of your life growing up or? Not growing up. I mean, growing up, I did gymnastics on and off, which obviously like heavily involves like working out to some point. Um, but I didn't really start lifting until I was in college, so 2012, but... I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I would literally just do leg extensions and bicep curls and that's my workout, you know, like I didn't know. Um, and then for me, like when I started dating my ex in 2014, that's when I kind of started like learning about different body parts and doing different exercises and getting more involved in working out. And then, um, I mean, when you're at the gym, you obviously see competitors to some extent and yeah, so that's when I was like, okay, I do want to compete at some point, but it's not in my cards right now. So, but yeah, the gym has been in my life since 2012, but of course I had no idea at that point what, what that meant to that's work awesome. out really. That's awesome. So you reach out to this friend on Instagram mm -hmm. and then she mentions that she has a coach or that she's part of a yeah. team. And so did you get introduced to this team? Did this become your coach or how did mm -hmm. all that play out? Yeah. So I, she like asked me if I wanted to come work out with her and meet the team and everything and the coach. And I was like, of course. And so they actually worked out that this really cool gym called Fit Nation. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. 
Um, is that the one with the yellow? It's the yellow, okay. one. yellow yeah. one. Yeah. And so I don't even remember the city it's in, but uh, so I, I went there. Sure, Lakewood. Yeah, it's around that area. And so it was on like a Sunday or something. And so I went and like I had my first like workout, you know, with the coach and he was really nice. Um, it was like a, a guy, an older guy. And, um, I just really liked the girls that were there and the guys that were on the team. They're just all really nice. And for me, it was just like, you know, I was meeting new friends and working out, which is something I loved. And of course the coach was like, you know, you should compete. Like you look great X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And so of course I was like, I want to do it. You know, what do I need to do? And so it pretty much started from there. So you meet the coach, you meet mm-hmm. the team, you essentially fall in love. Yeah. And did you immediately join right then and there? Or yeah. Did you, oh, did you? I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then you join. Walk me through what it was like to go from not competing to all of a sudden now you're on prep. What were some yeah. of the changes for workouts when it comes to your food? stage presence, practice. How was that like for you? Yeah. So before I had joined that team, I was already eating very healthy. Oh, okay. Um, at that point I was in like the best shape of my life. And so I felt really good going into it. Um, obviously like I had never done posing or, you know, walking or anything of that sort. So that was new to me, but, um, the changes that I made, I mean, my coach gave me a diet and now looking back, it was just like my first prep, I remember it was only like 900 calories, which is like, which is terrible. But you know, we don't know in the moment, especially it's our first show. We're clueless. Have no knowledge. Yeah. We're just like, okay, yeah, I'll follow this. Um, but yeah, at at some point I bought my heels and like every week, I think it was every Sunday we'd have like a team workout, team practice. Oh, how fun. Yeah, it was good. And, and that's really why I love the team was because if I was to just find a coach online, I mean... In that day, I mean, in 2016, they did have online coaches, but it was like, you know what I mean? It wasn't as popular as it is now to have an online coach. And so I think that's why I really loved it because I had those people in person and like I got to see them every week and it was really exciting and we got to work out together and just like hang out and pose and all that stuff. And so, um, but working out, the thing that changed, I mean, you know, I had those team workouts every week and working out with a coach was different for me because I never worked out, you know, with a trainer or anything before. Um, so of course I learned different exercises, weird exercises that I'm sure you would do too. Like you don't see normal people doing them at the gym. And of course for me, like I needed to gain like my glutes. And so my coach had me really focusing on glutes and he was like, no longer work out quads because I had big quads. He's like, don't work out quads anymore, just glutes and hamstrings, which I do regret to some extent because I wish I never would have stopped working out something because mm-hmm. for that time frame I did. And I don't think you should ever really stop working out anything unless like you're injured. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like at that point I probably did lose some muscle in my quads, which it's like, who cares? It was for a show. Like, I wish I wouldn't have done that, but it's okay. <laughs> but the show means so much. Yeah. It means everything. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I want to say that was probably around February or March, my first workout with them. And then my first show was in July, a few months later. So how many weeks was your first prep? Do you remember? I don't remember how many weeks, but it was a good probably four months. But um, So it was more than the average because I remember yeah. when I jumped in, they said 12 weeks. Yeah. Minimum, though. That yeah. was minimum. Don't get me wrong, though, because I did a lot of shows in a very short amount of time. So the rest of my preps were very short, but my first one was longer. 
but yeah, so it was in July and then literally four weeks later, I think I did a show because as soon as I did my first show, it was like, oh my God, as I'm sure you understand that it was just like the best thing ever being on stage. And I did place, I got fifth at my first show, which I was like, oh my gosh, I got a medal. Like, and it's just like, yeah, being on stage was such a surreal experience. Like I'll never forget that. Of course, I miss that feeling. Will I ever do another show? No. <laughs> but like, it was just awesome. And just getting my makeup done, which I look back, my first show, it did not look good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It, like it, my face, I went to a normal makeup artist who didn't do oh, competitors makeup. Which is so, so, so different. Yes. And so like, it was just dark, you know, because she was matching my tan, which seems what you would do right but no like you need to really I don't know I learned after that um because she's a great artist but not for competitors and so that was my one mistake with my first show but I mean it's my first show I have no idea like what to do and what not to do right well walk me through the your experience of your first show because there's a lot that goes into it in the sense of that day is the only day that you look that way. You also are depleting. I mean, the yeah. week of your show is just so different than the rest of your prep. Yeah. And then also, luckily, because you had a coach, you did have someone to, in a sense, guide you through the day. Yeah. But how was that day? Explain to me what happens and what yeah. you went through. So it was awesome because one of my teammates actually competed with me. Oh, and oh, so my coach was there. She was there. Uh, my ex-boyfriend was there. And then I'm sure like I think she had her boyfriend. Um, and then we had a couple of our teammates there to support. So it was just like overall a great experience. We just had a lot of support there. But with my first show, I mean, I don't remember too much. But from what I do remember, I know I looked really flat. That's for sure. Like I look back, I'm like, oh, geez. But um, <laughs> no, I remember just going into the back, like you're backstage and you just see like all these bodybuilders or bikini competitors or whatever class they're in. And, you know, everyone's just like essentially almost naked, but it's, it's not weird. I mean, maybe for your first show, it's kind of like, oh, this is weird. It is very different. It is different, but it was just like so interesting. I mean, everyone's like, they have bands, you know, they're pumping up. And of course I'm like, okay, am I supposed to like, I'll just grab one and, you know, do some biceps (laughs) or something. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, and so, but yeah. And then you just wait and you just have to wait until they essentially call your class and then you're just standing on stage waiting for them to call your name and number. And then once they do that, you come out and you do your little routine and you're only out there for, I don't know. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, it is the shortest amount of time. And I'm pretty sure I blacked out when I went out. Yeah, actually I did. I don't remember being out there. And so then I was just like, okay, hopefully I did fine, you know, and I ended up doing fine, obviously, but Still, it was just like the funniest thing. And then also from what I remember, I met a girl backstage and she was in my class and I think she got fourth, I got fifth. We became friends after that. And that's the thing I love about bodybuilding is just, it's such a big community and you can meet so many people. I mean, that's how I met you. So. Absolutely. I mean, we're still friends with a lot of people that yeah. we met during that time. And whether they're competing still, which most of them aren't, or if they are still, you know. But it's also fun to see our friends that we met through that time and see how much their life has transformed because we haven't competed. It's been at least four years. My last competition was 2017. Oh, and I think yours was as well because it was Vegas. Did we both stop the same time? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. Yeah, so it was, yeah, five years ago, actually. 
damn. Yeah. It's been a while. Ugh. Well, that's awesome. Were you extremely nervous the first time that you went onto that stage? I think so. To be honest, I think I'm, I was nervous every time I went on stage. I mean, it's just that like, it's one of those things, whether you can be as prepared physically and mentally as possible, but like once you're standing on the side waiting to go, like it just, it, you get nervous. Or at least I did. So <laughs> did you ever, did you ever trip on stage? No, I don't think I did. No, good, I mean, good. I definitely saw girls that did. I did one time. You did? Okay. <laughs> I, did, I did like a little like, <laughs> oh God. I, was like, I got this. I mean, I would purposely look because the thing is they would have like, they would tape off like a square and that's where you're supposed to stand, um, do a pose and then you walk and then do another pose. And they all also would always tape off any like wires or anything. And so I'd always look before when I'm standing on the side, I just glance. I'm like, okay, don't step there. Or that's mm. a little divot. Do not step on the divot. Or if I saw someone else trip, I would be like, okay, why did they trip? Like, is there something there? Right. But no, I never tripped. Um, honestly, for me, like that was a strong point with bodybuilding was being on stage. So the posing, like the walking, that was my strong point. Other people, like their strong point was their literal physique. For me, like I never got super, super lean, which – I'm glad at the end of the day because, I mean, I'm not like a professional bodybuilder and that's like my life right now. Right. But for me, like, I think that was a strong point. So I never had to like really worry too much about it. Like, even if the girl next to me like was more shredded, I was like, I can pose probably better than her. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, bodybuilding, even if you look great, if you have no idea to, how to pose, yeah. say goodbye. Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't matter because it's all about your stage presence. I yeah, mean, don't get me exactly. wrong. It is very subjectively yeah. judged. But if you are if you couldn't have confidence on stage, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's super awesome. I just I kind of want to go back. Backstage for myself was mm-hmm. – I remember the first time – it is so weird. One, it smells so bad. Oh, because, the smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone has that horrible, god-awful tan. It, yeah. Then everybody has all their weird foods for like their pump-up oh, yeah. foods, like rice cakes, jelly, candy. Cold chicken in a bag yes, or something. Yes. Yeah. Then you, a lot of people are pumping up not only to pump up their muscles, but yeah. to warm up because it's so wildly cold back yeah. there as well. Which makes sense because, I mean, would you want to be hot and sweating with that tan? That's true, though. Because <laughs> yeah. then you start seeing all the lines. Yeah. And half the Which time I've it... seen before. I'm yeah, sure you have too. Absolutely. Or if someone like went to the bathroom and... Yes. Yeah, bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> but then I always... I feel like it was so nerve-wracking because then... You tell yourself, don't look at anybody else. It doesn't matter what anybody else looks like. But then you're sitting around like, oh, she's my class. I mean, yeah. she looks great. But yeah. Like, do I look good? I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? Oh, I. Oh, that was always like, I love that part because it was like where the adrenaline really started to go up. And yeah. then you're like, yeah, I've been working for this moment. You know, I'm ready to all my practice, all the practice that I've been doing. Like, this is the moment. Yeah even though you're on stage for such a short, short time. Yeah. But so you mentioned how you did a show four weeks later, you do another show. So in total, how many shows did you do? Yeah, I did a lot. So my first show was in July of 2016. My very last show was July of 2017. So literally one year. I did eight shows. <gasps> Holy <laughs> moly. Yes. You drove your body to the ground. I did. I also drove my wallet to the ground. I, yeah, it was. Oh, yes. We're going to get into that. We <laughs> yeah. Into no, that. I, yeah, it was like crazy. The thing was like, like I said, after that first show, after being on stage, after getting that 
medal or whatnot. It was Which, just... Let's just be... I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but that trophy... Trophy, yeah. The trophy <laughs> that we get is maybe... Twenty dollars, if yeah. that. But we will go into the financials on how just absolutely insane that is. Yes, it's so bad. But yeah, I mean, I got the itch, you know. And so you do, I, you get in that black hole, and it's like yeah. I want to do better. I want to become exactly. better. Exactly. Like I got fifth, I can get fourth, third, second. You know, whatever it is. Like just ask, ask the judges what I can improve on. Like I've got exactly it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so for me, I had that show in July, and I wasn't scheduled for any other shows afterwards. But I think immediately after that, I was like, I want to do another show. And since I was on a team, you know, everyone has their different shows they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, that show was in July in L.A. And in August, like three or four weeks later, literally, there was a show in Sacramento. And I was like, OK, I had teammates doing it. I was like, I want to do that one, too. And I mean, it's, it's in Sacramento. It's just a drive up there. No big deal. My friend, she actually, we drove up there together, I think. Yeah, like we all drove up there. But yeah, four weeks later, and I cannot tell you how that show went. I, I think I did get fifth again. Yeah, because I think every show I did place, mm-hmm. except for nationals, obviously. But I mean, it was fun traveling up there, you know, and just like being somewhere new and just experiencing that. And it was a different production that put on the show so i the la one was muscle contest i believe it was called spectrum in sacramento Mm -hmm. so they did things completely different than muscle contest um i can't say which one's better or worse necessarily but it was just different and it was just cool to go somewhere else you know besides just driving an hour away so it was exciting because you know it's like you get your hotel room and everything and but yeah it, it, it was definitely fun to be able to travel and have an yeah. excuse to have to go to exactly. whatever place. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, your first show, mm-hmm. a lot of things, or not a lot of things, a lot of people after their show, it's called like your free cheat meal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what post-show meal and it's where competitors usually go ham because they've been starving themselves for you know whatever x amount of weeks and they overeat and something that I learned is that when you're going through prep as you're taking away a lot of food you're and essentially starving yourself and when you start all of a sudden giving yourself those treats because also on show day a lot of times you're always all of a sudden implementing sugar which stimulates the brain into give me more and it's kind of this hard thing to shut off whereas a lot of people have like their rebound stage oh yeah show blues Mm -hmm. where their body blows up but you got into another show four weeks later so yeah did you have a big meal after your first show I did and how was it easy to just go right back onto prep or did you have a hard time getting back onto prep yeah so I out of all the shows I did I never rebounded so I would always have that yeah I'd always have that big cheat meal for me it was almost always like going to BJ's, getting a burger, fries, a pizookie, like that was all usually the thing. But no, so even after that show, my first show, I mean, it was one of the things I appreciate about my coach was he's like, he wasn't crazy where he's like, oh, no cheat meal for you. You have a show in four weeks. It was more like you just worked your butt off. That was your first competition. You deserve a nice meal out, you know? And so, yeah, I had a cheat meal. And then I think it was literally I think even on Sunday, he allowed me to just like have a, like a little reset day, do nothing crazy. And then Monday I was back at it. 
That's awesome. Yeah. For myself, I had, <laughs> I, I have, I have my own, you know, like food issues yeah. that I've, I've worked through. But every time, I could have never bounced back. Yeah. Within four weeks, there was just no. Well, way. don't get me wrong. I would get very bloated, and it was just like shocking how like tiny I'd be, and then all of a sudden it's just like a basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But no, that's the thing. Like I always had a show after to some extent. And so I never had the opportunity to rebound, which I'm thankful for. But at the same time, for me, like, I don't think I could ever like be capable of rebounding. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because for me, like, I was always somewhat strict with what I ate. So before I competed, I was healthy, like I said. So like, for me, it wasn't like, oh, now I can eat everything. Like I still wanted to have consistency of some sort, even if I didn't have a show. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing I appreciated about bodybuilding. It really helped me stay like consistent. Even nowadays, I'm still pretty good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you mentioned how you were in a relationship at that time. Mm -hmm. Did your partner compete as well? No, he definitely did not compete. And he he had no desire to, honestly. He okay. was extremely supportive and I appreciated him. He went to every single one of my eight shows with me. So whether it was just in LA or it was Vegas or Miami, like he went with me everywhere, but he never had an urge to compete. He loved to follow the bodybuilders um, and to learn more about them. Like he'd follow them on social media and he'd follow like different bodybuilding shows, but like it was never something he was going to do. And being with him as him being a non-competitor and being me being a competitor, it actually worked out fine because I was so focused on like, okay, these are my, my, my meals. I can't cheat, like blah, blah, blah. And like he respected that. And I never looked at what he was eating and was like, oh, like, you know, I wish I could eat that. Like he, it was always for me, I was just so zoned in and it worked out, honestly. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Cause that was going to be my next question is mm-hmm. did you, you competing affect your relationship in any way? No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, like I said, he was really supportive and I appreciated him for that, but no, I mean, I wouldn't say it negatively impacted it. I mean, you can't really positively impact it. I mean, except for the fact that we did get to kind of travel together, which was cool. Right. But yeah, no, I mean, he was great. And still to this day, I know he still probably follows some bodybuilders, but I know he'll obviously never compete. But I think he also saw like everything I needed to do and how I did need to restrict myself and how I needed to practice posing and put all this money towards it where he was probably also like, okay, like I definitely don't want to do that. Mm. But it's like all I like to watch from the side kind of thing. That's super awesome because we have very different situations (laughs) because at the time I... I was with my ex-boyfriend, but Mm -hmm. he also competed. Yeah. And so that was a very interesting situation. But I I always think you either, if you have, if your partner competes, or I'm sorry, if your partner doesn't compete, I feel like it can go one or two ways. Either they can't handle it because at the end of the day, you're going, you're a woman, so you have hormone changes. Mm -hmm. But as you're dieting down and losing more fat, it's not natural for the woman to be at a certain low body fat percentage. Mm -hmm. And so we get hangry, we get annoyed. And so 
I, I've heard other situations where their relationship just didn't work out because oh, yeah. of competing. But that's super awesome to hear. I love that. Yeah. Well, to be honest, like I said, I never got super, super lean. And so for me, I never had those like hormonal changes and I never lost my period or anything like that. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. So that's why oh it's like gosh. I never went through that because I definitely had heard about that as well mm. and like all these other things, but I never experienced it. So I, I mean, I want to say it's because I never got extremely lean like some people. I got lean, of course. I mean, you have to. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I my lowest was like 114, which is like, I don't know how I was 114. But like, yeah, I never experienced that. So I'm sure that's probably part of the reason too. But that's awesome. I mean, yeah. you, you always want the best situation when True. you're going through something like that. Yeah. So that's awesome. Okay, so now I want to dive into the financial oh, yeah. aspect. That's a big one. So walk me through what it takes to compete in one competition? Like what are oh, the gosh. things you need? And maybe let's talk about pricing, like mm -hmm. a range wise. Okay. So you obviously need a bikini, a suit, like in those, I feel like with competing, there's always ways to make it cheaper. Absolutely. You know, there's Absolutely. always ways to do that or there's ways to make it more expensive for a suit. Gosh, my first one, I remember like going or like just messaging the guy that did the team suits and I was like okay like you know how much does it cost blah blah blah. how much is this one and he was just throwing me numbers and I was like oh shoot like for this little to yeah. no material <laughs> like I definitely I feel like my first one was uh, I tried to make it as cheap as possible and one way to make a suit cheaper is to do less um like Sarasi crystals yeah a little less crystals or even no crystals because some people you'll see girls competing, at least probably not nowadays, but back then they wouldn't have any crystals. Mm -hmm. And that's one way to make it cheaper. But let's be honest, it doesn't look as nice. You want to like have bling on you. You want to be the full glitz and glam. Exactly. Because you see the pros and they have a ton of like, you know, glitz and everything. And you're like, I want to look like that. Yeah. I cannot afford that. But yeah, I probably spent around 200 for my first suit. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And so it... I don't I want I don't want to say it was too bad cuz I know some girls that spent like double the amount but I also know I could have spent less if I really wanted to. So yeah, there's the suit, the tan. The thing is, okay, I'm going to say prices cuz I do remember certain prices like the tan, but and I They probably think, have changed cuz this and was that's also what I was going to say. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was going to say cuz I feel like 5 yeah, 5 years ago or even 6 years ago at this point like if we're not in the same economy. <laughs> yeah, if the prices are the same, I'd be shocked. But okay, so for a show, I'm pretty sure it was like 120 for a tan, depending on who you went with. Mm, so okay, you could go yeah. to the tanning people that were part of the show, were, yeah, or you could go someone separately. And I went to the someone that was separate. Oh, okay. Um, because my coach knew her, and like I was doing everything my coach told me to. Absolutely. Of course, you can make that cheaper. You can do your tan yourself. I highly don't recommend that, I, unless you're just an amazing tan artist or something brain but dead. just let yeah, someone else take care of yeah them. exactly so you have to do the tan that's not something you can just be like oh i don't want to tan like you need to like i don't even know if they'd allow you on stage to be honest it, probably not um jewelry is another thing or accessories so you want your earrings maybe a bracelet or even two maybe a ring it's not like you don't need to but at the same time like you it's want, good like, to have one. yeah it's, pair of earrings and that no no, no necklace, necklace. No yeah necklace. you're not supposed to have necklaces like, yeah, one one bracelet one ring on each side you're good to go. yeah and so that can add up of course you can do cheap i know mine were like very cheap but who knows how much i spent on them yeah 
Heels are another thing. Those are probably, I don't know, $50 maybe? I don't remember. I think more like 90 100 Okay, wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, at, least for, I, yeah. at least for myself. I yeah, that's that. true. And I, it also depends on what kind of heel you get, if they're bedazzled or if they're not. Hair, I did my own hair. I know some people pay to get that done. Oh, okay. Makeup is another thing. I was lucky. So each of my show, or a couple of the shows, I should say, I did have some friends do it. So it wasn't too bad. So I would pay maybe like 60 before tip. But Oh, well, at, that's really good. Yes, but at nationals, it was like, gosh, I f- want to say it was almost $200, but that was also two, two days, days worth as well. And then besides that, of course, paying your coach or the program that you're doing, um, that is probably one of the big, biggest expenses. And then besides that, anything extra that you want. If you want a little robe, which I never had one of those robes. I feel like maybe you had a robe. Did you have a robe? I took my mom's. Okay. I still have it. Yeah. So it's just like little things that are extra. For me, I just wore like big black pajama pants and like a dark flannel like that you could just unbutton. It was just so easy. What's also interesting that we haven't discussed is you have to buy an NPC card. Oh shoot, I forgot about that. Yeah, first, <laughs> which is which is good for a full entire year, and then yeah. with each competition that you have, mm-hmm. you have to enter into multiple classes if you decide to take yes. do that way. So yeah, you obviously have to pay for that. So the NPC card was what a hundred one fifty or so, something like that, and then each show costs at least a hundred. Right, I would say. So, I mean, who knows what you're spending for a show, but... And multi- then just food like, over the prep definitely adds Food up. over the prep, of course. And then... Um, but besides that, I don't think there's really any other... I mean, uh, there's other expenses that you could Like travel. Yeah, so traveling. Travel, like hotel. That gas, is huge. That. Other people, like, as they get better into bodybuilding, they're going to be getting massages or doing all these other things. Or maybe they're sponsored and they get it for free. But, like, those are always other things. But for me, that, yeah, those are pretty much what I paid for. I ended up getting another credit card at the time. I was just about to ask, did you put yourself in debt? Yes, for sure. Do you and remember the- how much you put yourself in debt? I don't remember from bodybuilding specifically. Like, it was a lot, though. Yeah. Because... Like I said, my boyfriend at the time did not compete. And so when we would travel, I believe he might he might have helped contribute to the hotel stay possibly, but everything else was on me, which was fine because it was my thing, you know? Right, right. But yeah, I needed to get another credit card because at the time I was, gosh, how old was I? 20, I don't know, three? Two, no, 22. Yeah, yeah, 22. You know, like I didn't have much money. I definitely didn't have money saved up by any means. And so for me... I was like, oh my gosh, like I need, I need to do another show. Okay, I'll just put up my credit card. I'll just put up my the credit cycle, card. The cycle, man, the yes. cycle. And then for me, so I went to Miami Nationals that within, gosh, it was in November. Yeah, November 2016. So my damn, first show was July. Damn. I went to Miami in November. I remember this. Yes, so airplane ticket, hotel stay, which hotel stay wasn't too bad because I did have – a friend slash teammate staying with us as well. So it helped a little bit. But then you have your food that you're buying out. They're just like everything. And it was a two-day process. Like nationals are two-day things. Mm -hmm. So that didn't help. (laughs) Yeah. And then for some reason, like nationals was November. I was like, I want to do one more show. I did one the first weekend of December in LA for whatever reason. Or no, I did it in San Diego. So 
you know, I had to go out to San Diego and I just, yeah. But then after that is when I kind of took a little, like a little break. So my next show wasn't till March. So I had a couple months to not spend, I guess. That's only, that's the, (laughs) one of the big downfalls is one, it's a very expensive, like passion, hobby type of thing. I spent thousands of dollars within, yeah, one single year. But I also did eight shows, which is not normal. Or at least, I mean... For a brand new competitor, it's not normal. I mean, if you're a pro, yeah, sure. But like, it's a lot of shows. Do I regret it? No. I mean, I don't think I regret it because I had so much fun and I met so many people. But at the same time, like, could I have gone about it better? Could I have spaced out the shows? Absolutely. So, but you know what? It's fine. Like, No, over a year? Like, that's insane. Yeah, that's why, like... When my last show, when we did Las Vegas, which is so funny because you live here, here now, <laughs> or here we are, right. but um, when we did that in July of 2017, I knew that was my last show and I was totally fine with it because my body was done, my money, I had no money. <laughs> like, like, I can't even afford this I know. And it was just like, I needed to... I didn't know. I think I was closing the chapter at that point. Like, I was fine with it. I was like... It was so fun, but for me, I was like, I need to just be a normal person. Mm -hmm. Like during that time, something I really regret is like if my normal friends, so normal meaning they don't compete or anything, they're not really in the fitness industry. If they were to have like a dinner or go out to brunch or something, I would decline it because I was like, no, I'm on prep. Like I can't eat that stuff. Even though I could have easily gone and just gotten water and just like talked, you know what I mean? So I was ready to just be normal and just focus on just other things that weren't competing. Yeah. So what would you say is the best thing that you got out of competing? And what would you say is the worst thing? The best thing I would say probably are the people I've met and the friendships, like easily. I mean, you're one of them. (laughs) The worst thing Gosh, I mean, just it probably was the debt. Of I was course, about to say financial. <laughs> yeah, the financial. It, I mean, like I said, I don't remember the number, but I know it was thousands, and yeah. it was just like, why? Like, why did I do that? You know what I mean? Like, because we're so young at that point too. Yeah, like you're setting yourself up exactly. for failure in a certain extent. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, it's cool that like, you know, you're a bikini competitor, and you like, you know post these pictures and here you are on stage. But at the same time, it's just like, I wish I was smarter with it, Mm -hmm. but you live and you learn. So, Mm -hmm. and what would you say? Maybe one thing or a couple things, if you can think of that you've taken from that chapter of your life Mm -hmm. and you still implement to this day. So definitely the eating and the consistency. So I'm by no means am I doing six meals a day that are all prepped and everything, But um, up until recently, I would literally have chicken and rice and veggies every single day, like for past few years. And because I genuinely like it. So that's the thing. I like to eat a certain way. Same with like oatmeal and peanut butter in the morning. That was something I was doing every single day up until recently. And for me, like training also, like I just kept training and I loved, I love working out. That's the thing. Like I didn't start disliking it because of prep. I just continued to enjoy it. I found different things. I started doing workout classes, spin classes at the time, which was amazing. Now I do bar classes. 
But like, so I still have like little pieces of bodybuilding in me and they'll probably always be in me because I just don't see myself ever. Like, I mean, I, I intuitively eat now. I, I mean, I haven't tracked calories in years. I, I hope I don't ever do that unless I have to diet for special occasion, like a wedding or something. Yeah. Like I, it's just part of me, but that's awesome. Yeah. That was one of the main reasons why I got into bodybuilding was to understand food. Now we come from a very different, we started, (laughs) I would say our psychology of food was very different. Yeah. Starting wise, but now it's, it's so nice to know, to look at food and be like, okay, this is either not going to make me feel the best due yeah. to what it is, or I'm getting, you know, my proteins, yeah. fats and carbs and understanding by eating these things, it's how it's going to affect my body internally. Exactly. Yeah. So. I, I learned so much about food and just working out. And I mean, I can look at something and I mean, probably a couple of years ago I was better, but I could look at something and be like, and guesstimate how many calories, mm-hmm. you know, based based on what it was. And it's just, you learn a lot of different things. And I mean, if you've talked to someone that's never been into fitness or bodybuilding, it's crazy. The things that they don't know that like we know, and it's like, you don't realize like that's, that's a normal person. And it's just, people just don't realize like, we're not taught these things. Yeah. Like, Oh, this actually isn't good for you. Or, or this actually is good for you. People think, you know, they have their own views. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm overall grateful and thankful for bodybuilding. So I, I learned a lot and it's just, yeah, it's a piece of our life that we'll always have. But at the same time, like would never do it again because like I said, money does not make sense. You know, that the financial thing, it doesn't make sense to me. And I mean, I, I did eight shows. I'm good. So <laughs> yeah. And after you, after you decided to stop competing, mm-hmm. I myself and I know other competitors it's a hard cycle to kind of transition back to a quote unquote normal life. Yeah. And a lot of competitors, especially women, get mm-hmm. a bad or get body disor- dysmorphia. Yeah. Did you ever deal with anything? Oh, for sure. Show? Yeah. Body dysmorphia. Um, it's funny because like I don't I definitely never dealt with it before bodybuilding. So I know it's because of bodybuilding that I'm dealing with it still a little bit to this day. I mean you're more conscious. Of, yeah. Like, so for me, I mentioned that before bodybuilding, I was in like the best shape of my life at the time. And that was just me like finally realizing what I liked in the gym, what worked for me, understanding workouts, exercises and whatnot. And so when I started bodybuilding, I was already in great shape. So it's not like I was someone that was maybe overweight or something and they wanted to do a first show to lose weight. I wasn't in that position. I was I love to work out, to build muscle. Like that was just the next step for me. And so with bodybuilding, I mean, you're always being critiqued. That's literally what you're doing on stage is being critiqued. Like, oh, like her glutes aren't, you know, developed enough. They're not big enough. Or, oh, like X, Y, and Z, she has too much fat here or she has no shoulder. You know, like whatever it is, you're always being critiqued. And so that just definitely did not help. And then plus it was like the rise of social media mm-hmm. and, you know, people posting their bikini progress pictures or whatever they may be. And so you're always comparing to other people. You're like, gosh, like she's so much leaner than me or, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, it really messed with me. And so I, and after I finished competing, I was afraid to gain weight, but I never, like I said, never rebounded. So I look back and even when I was, I gained a little bit of weight back or a healthy weight, I still was so tiny. Like I was still 
You were. Uh, I, I was still remember. a double zero or a zero, yeah. you know, and I, like it's shocking. I look back, but in the moment, you think, you know, you don't think you're that small. You have like these blinds. Over you your really eyes. do, and it's it's shocking, and and so obviously it's been years, and body dysmorphia. I think will, for me, as much as I would love to say it's. I'm, I don't have body dysmorphia. Like it's, it's there. It's very minuscule, but it's there. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, at this point in my life, I also don't really care. Like, I'm like, I know I'm in good shape. I also know I'll never be what I used to be when I competed, which is fine. Which is such a hard concept to grasp onto when you're still so heavily involved. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know. I, it's, Weight and body, like dysmorphia, it's always been a weird thing. Um, Because even last year, this time last year, I was my highest weight I've ever been in my life. I'm Mm -hmm. actually 15 pounds lighter right now. Yeah, which is funny, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm comfortable with how I am now and with where I'm at in life, you know? But I know it's like it's always back there just a little bit. Right, (laughs) right, right. And if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, I know you used to do bodybuilding. I'm trying to get into competing. Oh, yeah. What would you tell that person? I would just literally list all the pros and cons. I would be very honest. And I would say, first of all, like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Like, don't hold back. But at the same time, just so you know, like, it's going to cost you this much. Like, you, you know, there's no way of getting around it. And it's going to suck. Like, it's going to be very hard and difficult. You know, maybe it's not for you, but at the end of the day, like, you aren't going to be able to sell it, like, eat the cake at your dad's 50th birthday because, like, you're on prep and you can't do that. You know, you're going to have to say no to things, but at the same time, like, you're going to meet people and it's going to be an amazing experience. You're going to get into great shape. Even if you're already in great shape, you're going to get into even better shape. I think sometimes the long-term effects of bodybuilding for certain people, of course, can be hard. So whether it's hormonal or something. So I would really just go over all of the pros and cons without trying to steer them a certain way, but just being just honest. Like I've been through it. I know people that have been through it. Like this is the truth. (laughs) Right. And are you dealing with any long-term effects from competing now? No, no. I mean, I had gotten rid of my debt from that. And I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't say any long-term effects, especially because it's been a long time, you know, like it's been six, six years at this point or five years. So I'm not dealing with anything. Anything like physically, like your body's still perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I never, well, I stayed natural too. That was another thing. Mm. So that's something else is that I I did bikini bodybuilding, which is what you did. But even the first day I met my coach, he was like, you could do figure too. Like, cause I had wide lats and that's something that you need in figure. Um, I mean, nowadays, like everyone has wide lats, but the thing is I never wanted to do figure because even though like, yes, I could pull it off. Like if I was to be competitive on stage next to these girls, like I would need to do something. Right, you'd be the smallest one. And yeah. And I was like, I wanted to stay true to myself and stay natural. And I'm glad I did. Cause for me, it's like, it wouldn't have been worth it. You know? Right. That's awesome though. That's awesome. Yeah. That even though you were heavily involved, you still stuck true to your beliefs and your yeah. boundaries, no matter what. Yeah. So that's awesome. So I love, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say thank you so much. This is a conversation absolutely amazing i love finishing with this question Mm -hmm. if you could give your younger self 
one piece of advice, what would it be? Say yes to more things, honestly. And honestly, I want to say that to my current self too. It's one of those things where I'm so good at giving other people advice and then do I take it? No. Are we all? (laughs) Yeah. No, but I just wish I'd say yes to more things. So like, you know, saying yes to if I if I wanted to go to dinner with friends while I was on prep and I could have easily gone, I just said no because I was so like, you know, so focused. Or like if I wanted to, I don't know, anything, say yes to a new opportunity, a new industry, a new job industry, or just anything. I think it's so important to just take those risks and take chances because change, as scary as it is and as uncomfortable as it is, it is so important because that's how you grow. And that's exactly, I know you know that. (laughs) So that's what I would say. (laughs) So beautifully said. (laughs) I love that piece of advice. I love it. I love it. Well, Avalon, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. This was absolutely wonderful. And yeah, Gingy out. (laughs) Gingy out.